even with a season like ours, there's always enough hate for this week. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined by F. Mary Kill, Michigan, Kevin Grack, and U of M exorcist Alex Plum. That's Plum. Reverend Alex Plum to you. <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought you went to Nepal to, uh, to to rediscover and center yourself. And Casting you can... out demons, my friend, in Ann Arbor and beyond. Ooh, do not like that. Uh, that look that you're putting on the Nepalese folks. Uh, <laughs> uh, how was your trip? We're happy to have you back. Um, listen, I listened last week. Matt Sheehan should be on every week. If I could resign <laughs> the pod to a better quality for, if really, if you would grow a mustache, you might have it. You might have the, Real trifecta here. That I can't read. Can't write. Podcast, yep. Uh... Yep. <laughs> Alas. Alas. Uh, and and Greg, how are you? You are uh, freshly minted off some cherry wine in in Traverse City. Oh yes, we were up. Uh, we were up at the old TC having a, a wine swirl. Uh, toilet wine, as it's known to Mike Jones. Uh, you know, coastal elite. Coastal um, elite. And uh, and it, I found it to be lovely, but that's probably just because you know I have I have no taste. I'm uh, well. That is true, irrespective and, of yeah. whether you where you live. Uh, you're noted Matrix goop aficionado. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. If we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. It, it, it is. Uh, it's, it's how you get ready for hate week. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spartan underscore pod. Whew. Kevin, what are we doing this show? Well, it's hate week. So we start with football. <laughs> And uh, we uh, we really get into our feelings uh, this week. We've got some notes. We got a lot of things to say about that other team down the road. Mm-hmm. And you're going to hear about them. So get ready for a four hour podcast. It's coming up. Uh, but after that, we decided not to talk basketball this week and dedicate more time to hate week. So maybe next week or the following. Uh, but there is a big 10 championship program on campus that we have to talk about as we pivot to soccer pod. So and that undefeated w- big 10 championship overall undefeated or in conference undefeated. I think it's uh, overall. Wow. Yeah, Good for them, I think two or three ties on the season. But uh, yeah, they they did not take an L. At least in Big Ten play, they did not take an L. Yeah. Um. So I'll double check. But I mean, just hell of a year. Yeah. So we'll dedicate a huge amount of time to that, and then we'll take your Twitter questions. Uh. All right. Let's. Uh. Yeah. Let's head behind that green wall. And um. Look, I I think the place to start for the game this week is to talk about people who no longer play on the team. And yeah, how we much should relitigate last year. That's that's how you start this conversation. And I think it needs to start with T-Rex Arms, Aiden Hutchinson is uh, at, at, you know, maybe will end up being good, but you still hear people talking about him as a rookie, like he's doing okay for a rookie. Kenneth Walker, it's three games in a row now he scored a touchdown. I believe two out of the three has been more than one touchdown. Uh, does not look out of place. Spartans by 90. 
<laughs> that's true. That's true. That's this is the measure. I don't know why we play the games. Truly, correct. Uh, no, it is true. The first but the first bullet on our list here is Ken Walker versus Aiden Hutchinbust, which I don't know. Hutchinbust. If that's, if that's catching on. Uh, but it better Let's make it a thing. <laughs> better. Um, so we are coming off a of bye week, as we know. Last week we had uh, Mr. Sheehan on Sheehan Sports, uh, but now you know. The other team is also coming off a bye week. Now, two weeks ago, uh, we had a big win, of course, that we all felt really good about. They had a mediocre win. Um, turns out Penn State left its linebackers in, in Happy Valley. Um, <laughs> so we didn't think that it was worthwhile to cover this game. And I'll tell you why. One, because I don't want to read anything about them. So I'm obviously not going to. And two... Uh, my experience with this game is throw it out, throw out the records, throw everything away. For the most part, you're going to lean into the tropes, aren't you? This game happens in a bubble and nothing matters. So I thought what we should do is just talk about that other institution and how we Mm -hmm. feel about it. Mm -hmm. How do we feel about it? Um, and let me remind, let's do a little history lesson for everyone. Uh, on uh, on the University of Michigan. We have many transfers into the program, so maybe we want to take the moment to educate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The University of Michigan is a founding member of the Big Ten, but it was founded uh, on cheating and lies. So it was in the process of being kicked out when they were like, well, we don't even need you. So they went out, they did their own thing, didn't work out for them, came back like a bunch of sniveling cowards to the Big Ten, were let back in, continued to cheat, but whatever. And in the process of all of that, did everything that they could to make sure that Michigan Agricultural College was not allowed into the conference. And that proud history of the University of Michigan using what leverage it has for one reason or another has continued on even after MSU uh, was able to join the conference with help from Notre Dame and Iowa, I believe, was uh, was someone that really helped us out. Anyway, um, stopped MSU from being able to open a uh, medical school and a law school. We had to mm. buy one from Detroit. Mm. Um, kind of just generally uh, do everything they can to make sure that uh, – that MSU doesn't get as much uh, information. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It, it's really been lovely. And uh, when the fans there are like, "Oh, you just don't like us because of it," no, it's because of your behavior and your just general, just who you are over the last hundred years. So, I, I just wanted to give that that background. Uh, but there's plenty of reasons to hate them right now, right, Jonesy? What do you got? Well, um, let's let's start uh, with their name. Supposedly the University of Michigan, yet only 52% of their students, which is actually, I believe, up, are from the state of Michigan. Meanwhile, uh, Michigan State University boasts 72.7% of their students from the state of Michigan, mm-hmm. all while being an international destination. It's true. You can do both. Hmm. Uh, you know, so, uh, let's, let's start there. Um, I will also raise that with the condescension is, is truly, 
the fact that you could be on a podcast with someone like Alex Plum, who <laughs> likes to both brag about being at Madison, but also on the third floor at, at Case Hall, which is a ode to I was in the honors college. <laughs> a man who has so much pride that he ins- he insists he wants to take days away from veterans so that his service in the Peace Corps will also be recognized. This Alex Plum, the fact that that they find themselves even capable of looking down on Alex Plum is a testament to the mountain they've built of themselves in their own mind. Uh, and, and for that... Or uh, I, I another way, another way to, to look at this, even Alec, this Alex Plum looked at the University of Michigan and said to himself, maybe settle it down a little bit. Maybe simmer <laughs> that thing too down much for me. just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Plum has flown back from across the world. No He's lies detected. A, a rail of cocaine to get, you know, to get the energy to do this. <laughs> And uh, and this is what this is how we this is, what I'm, this is this is what I'm having to put up with tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bed now. <laughs> uh, I um I, I can think of many other reasons, but um Alex, I'm curious. Why do you not care for that school down the road? Because they have no self awareness. Because they don't care the hypocrisies that they live in, mm-hmm. and they seem to take joy. In doing so, one needs simply point to the case of not that we need to be bringing this up any longer, but I, I'll never, ever be able to forgive the Bob Anderson situation, the extent to which the university and its top leaders have bent over backwards to make excuses and to refuse to take real direct accountability to acknowledge that they could be wrong or to even have the awareness that how they treated Michigan State and other programs that have gone through reckonings around sexual assault that it even applies to them that that hubris um leave in the uh press release announcing their half a billion dollar settlement they even called out its relation in size to the msu's uh, of course so of course they did they brought us into this yep Uh, because they can't help it because this is the only thing they have Mm-hmm. Which at the end of the day also I think probably explains, and this is the other thing that's most annoying about the university, is how many adherents they have who've never touched foot on campus, who don't align to the university in the academic sense, clearly no moral sense, though there probably is some high degree of immorality that aligns their um, unique affinities. This is it. I think that's uh, that's just it. You are who you attract, and uh, God knows they attract some real doofuses. Look at the two head coaches for their basketball and football program. Got to be two of the biggest class acts in the game. So fuck them. I, you know, uh, I I also think it's it's worth pointing out, Alex, because you you bring up a, a, an interesting point about the um, about uh, like those who root for. Uh, I don't think this podcast believes that you need to go to a school to be a fan of it. Correct. Uh, but the. W- there is a difference in mission between our school and their school about what it's intended true, what its core mission is, what its purpose is, who it's intended to serve the functionality of it. And the fact of the matter is that the mission of our school is, is one that is, uh, embraces inclusion and belonging and, uh, and, and tries to further the education of everybody 
Whereas a great number of those fans, the actual school that supposedly is here for the, for the state of Michigan would look down on them and not want them there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for that, I think it's, have we, have we scared off all of our Wolverine listeners yet? Good. Be gone. We don't, we don't need you. We don't need you this week. Yeah, th- come back. Br- Brandon Sands actually needs you to, uh, <laughs> to to buy a house. But um, for this week, b- b- be gone. For this week, we will read specifically uh, refinancing ads to you, uh, Wolverines. And then for the rest of us, it'll be buying. Uh, the So, yeah, uh, I think uh, we... Also, their their uh, their sort of big moment of the last ten years is Devin Bush like throwing a temper tantrum in the middle of the field. Um, I don't even like, know what this is. What is oh, this? Remember, there was the the scuffle before the game. You know, MSU. Yeah. We, this was during D'Antonio yeah. walked the field arm in arm, and Devin Bush was out there doing uh, yeah. warm ups, and then threw a temper tantrum in the middle and scuffed up the Spartan helm. Yeah, um, we had trouble with the snap and uh, the Ball. massacre of uh, Devin Gardner. Um, that's do you see Andy H's new video, by the way? No. Oh, it's every rushing play from that negative 48 yard game. Oh, oops. Oh. It just Devin Gardner just getting sacked after sack after sack. <laughs> so, uh, anything else we want to say about that school other than, um, also Rocky Lombardi beat you. <laughs> and then, and then came back and put up a touchdown as well. Yeah. Um, there's just, there's no reason. Uh, that anyone should ever uh, like them or be proud of them. <clears throat> if you are, just look inward. Take a, take a long look in the mirror. Um, you are truly, truly the worst. <laughs> oh, I like that you've also said put plam here on the outline. Plam! 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 Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have any predictions about this game other than to say I think the line came out at negative twenty one. Uh, Greg, I think you resoundingly said we'll cover. Um, I said take it. Take I'll take, take the, the points. points. Uh, beyond that, uh, you know, I I think I think we'll know how big of a dumpster fire it is within two possessions. So, um, plum, plam, plam. This is going to become a thing, isn't it? It is going to be a thing. <laughs> I'll be your plan. Plam, plam, we got to talk about soccer. (laughs) Because I think you were out in front of the hire of, why is it, why is his name escaping me? I don't know what his name is. I don't care what his name is. Uh, The anti-Tom Saxon, and God, it's so mean because I love Tom Saxon. Everyone loved And I think you were a little bit, you were a little bit like uh, eyebrow raised about this hire, right? Well, to an extent. He won a national championship when he was at the Division II Grand Valley. Um, but, uh, he didn't have division one coaching experience and typically it's a little unusual. There were some women associated with the Michigan state program who'd been in the coaching, um, roster for quite some time. Uh, it was a little surprising that, um, that they got passed over for Jeff Hassler, but he has certainly made himself, um, my God in his, what is it, I think his second season. Yeah. Yeah. He's had more success than. So, I mean, <laughs> is this, there's is gotta this be, a... there's gotta be some credit for Saxon because he recruited half of this class. Right. Sure. But this is but. really, this is not just the recruiting. I don't it's, think it's a different there's something else. Expected. 
<laughs> Something else is happening. Yeah. So big crap. Do they have any do they have any players on their team that are like like all like 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 we should really be doing a hat tip on the recruiting end of things like you got yourself a I, you know a five star Oh, you know that's that's I mean Lauren DeBow is like the girl. Um she's the one that just netted the game winner plays forward incredible incredible, incredible i mean just upper right you couldn't you can't make it up who can explain these things i certainly can't um but again i you know they don't you don't see these kinds of rankings um in soccer generally certainly you don't see it in women's soccer um these players are typically recruited from national level scouting events from youth programs very sure. rarely from high schools, but, um, or high school, like not that you don't get recruited from high school programs. You do from some of the better high schools in the area, but it's soccer, especially in the big 10 is very local. So you don't often get players traveling across the country. Um, although I, I'm, I was never aware of a portal of which to speak, but I'm sure something like that probably exists at this point. So the kind of recruiting work is, it's more about developing the talent that you you get as opposed to going out and finding and wooing talent. Um, that's a little different down south in the SEC where there's a lot bigger dollars in play and they don't have a men's program. So women's soccer gets more of those resources. In the Big Ten, that's just not so much the case. So, uh, Well, either way, incredible. Congratulations uh, to the entire team. Uh, this is... Uh... This is fun. It's it's fun to have other sports that we're like. This is cool, uh, and it was it, the 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 crowd appeared to be incredible at the game. Yeah, and, uh, I love that, and I think it just it's great for for people of all genders, but especially young women to come and to be able to see themselves reflected in a winning program. The region deserves that. Girls soccer in this state deserves that. Um, God knows they're not getting it in Ann Arbor. So, you know, this is fantastic. And I hope that the Spartan women's soccer program continues to find great success. So is there a Liverpool team yes. for women's women's soccer as well? Oh, because yeah. that's apparently who Lauren DeBeau plays for. Um, the I don't think she, I, so there's a. There was a there's a travel program in Michigan. I don't think it's a formal affiliation with Liverpool's soccer <clears> club <throat> in England, but there is some kind of affiliation because they're able to use the name. And this but I don't know what it is. It's it's th- there's one other club that does something similar to this in Michigan and I can't remember its name either. Hmm. Yeah. So Plum, big season. Are they automatically qualified for the NCAA tournament now? Like, how does that system work? So I don't think so. I think they have to win the tournament to get the guaranteed get bid. Guaranteed but because there's six, there's probably some guarantee. Some at-large situation yeah. at the very least. I think it would be very surprising if they didn't make the tournament. They'd have to really, like, yep. beef it in the Big Ten tournament. And they're not, like, I mean, this... I mean, they're they they're this was I guess the the Spartan women's first victory over fourteen ranked Butkers, um, but you know they didn't. I mean, they didn't look great. It was a scoreless game, so it's not like I mean they're excellent shooters that they're scoring and they're scoring big in many games, 
but they're shutouts. I mean, they've got, you know, clean sheets on these games too, which just speaks to the quality of the defense and the goalkeeping. I think this makes them a pretty big contender to go kind of deep. And I wouldn't be surprised if they, um, and if they blank the teams uh, in the tournament and one route right there to, as well. So this should be a really exciting run for them. How does the NCAA tournament work? Are there on-site games? Will DeMartin Stadium potentially be hosting a NCAA tournament game? I believe the first round is on-site. The second round... Oh, no, I think the first two rounds are on-site. Um, I think they don't start going... The College Cup, I don't think they start traveling for, like, they all get decentralized somewhere, or they get centralized somewhere down south until <clears throat> maybe the round of 16. Um, I can't remember. I never made it that far as a referee, so it's hard <laughs> were, to know. You weren't invited I, to those games. So. I never made it that far. I did the first and second round, and those were always on site. So I know that those <laughs> I know that those are there. I think the third round might be, too, because I think it's uh, the third round. Plum, to your yeah. point, they've given up seven goals all year. All year, yeah. Which is... <clears throat> I mean, they it's... scored that many against Central. Yeah, right. So And they they, uh, they did take one loss. It was to uh, number 11, Arkansas. Okay. So... Zero to one. And so... that was probably pretty early in the season, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That was their fourth, fourth game. Yeah. Fifth. So, yeah. Really happy for them. Get yeah. down to DeMartin. If there's any more games there. Dear listener, <clears throat> it's fun, man. Uh, the tournament, they should host at least the first game. They'll probably get a bye in the first week or the the first game of the Big Ten tournament. They'll have a bye, I think. The second round, they'll host because the top seeds always play host. So you'll there's at least one more game at DeMartin for the Big Ten tournament. I also think they play one more time. I think they have one more home game. I think they play Minnesota, unless Minnesota. I think they've got, I think I looked this up. The, that's the Big Ten tournament. It is? Yeah. Play Minnesota at DeMartin. The, yeah, this Sunday at 4. Uh, <clears throat> the, the Rutgers game, admittedly it was the alumni and family day, whatever that means, but was uh, was sold out. So um, The Michigan game was sold out too. So Incredible. Get there early. Call Meanwhile, ahead. MSU FCU is giving free tickets away to, uh, to go to the hockey game. They yeah. do that though. They've been doing that for years. MSUFCU okay. uh, members, so thank you, MSUFCU. I've used it several times. Appreciate you. Thank you. Um, anything else we want to talk about on uh, on campus, or are we ready to move off? Or are we going to talk about Stanley? Well, this is that was sort of my veiled question. Oh. <laughs> are we going to talk about go in depth on Sam Stanley this week? Because last week we kind of punted on it for this week. But it's Plum here is uh, is did not bring back any Nepalese coffee to keep him perky <laughs> and awake. So perked, perky, perk, perk. Oh, I can get myself riled up about Sam. Sam, better known to his friends as Stan Stanley. Um, Sam. Well, so let's uh, yeah set know, the stage. Covered, yeah, as we covered last week, uh, Sam Stanley uh, in a video gave his ninety days notice to resign his position. Um, and said that he had lost faith in the board of trustees. Um, the uh, this comes on the heels of ASMSU and the faculty senate, uh, both issuing votes of uh, no confidence for the board of trustees. And uh, then, if, Greg, what's the name of the body that sits above the faculty senate? That that also includes the students. I don't remember, but also no confidence vote. Yeah, and and uh, there was a 
for those on Twitter, there was a video going around that I, I think David Harns had tweeted out uh, of someone, a six part video laying out the sort of timeline uh, of, of what had happened that led to Sam Stanley resigning his position um, and saying that he felt like the board was uh, both operating in bad faith and, and trying to micromanage him uh, at the same time. Uh, and, you know, I think in the, in the moments that this was all before Sam Stanley resigned, but when we were getting some of these headlines coming out, um, I was, a, a, I, you know, obviously frustrated at um, the board members who were playing in the press and then frustrated at board members who opted not to say anything about how stupid this all was and how immature and, and you know, like bad behavior and bad faith. Uh, we suspected at the time that um, it was O'Keefe who was leaking to uh, the Detroit the news. news and um, saying that Sam Stanley had not complied with the statutory obligations to certify um, that all the Title IX cases uh, reported to the Office of Institutional Equity had been uh, reviewed. So we should hold for just a moment. For those that aren't aware, there's a requirement from the Michigan State House that all of the Title IX cases that are open are reviewed by the president. So directly by the president, all of them. And then each one is reviewed by someone on the board of trustees. Has to be at least one member of the board of trustees. Whatever the governing body is called at the various institutions. That's a requirement of the state house. uh, And there's a penalty of like 10% of funds or something like that from the state is withheld if, uh, if there's an issue with this. Right. And so the only way, uh, and so the, the allegation was, is that, uh, that president Stanley had signed the certification, um, but that the, the board of trustee member associated with, with, with reviewing the cases had not in fact reviewed the cases, which would have made Sam Stanley's signature incorrect. Mm -hmm. Um, the only way that a board of trustee member would know that, though, is that they didn't do their job. <laughs> so, but so <clears throat> technically, uh, while operating in good faith, uh, Sam Stanley did sign something and certified that that the work had been done. He did so uh, apparently on the belief that uh, that trustee O'Keefe um, wasn't a piece of shit um, and ends up being what we knew about Pat O'Keefe is was true all along um and he is indeed a piece of shit uh which led to in 2022 them re-reviewing all of the cases from 2021 and then uh and all of the cases from 2022 and then certifying it uh anyway the the tldr on all of that is that uh it was it was a it was bullshit pretense um and whether whether sam stanley was good long-term fit for michigan state maybe is a fair and fine question to be had, but it is unequivocally true that the board, uh, members of the board anyway, decided to um, uh, fuck around in public and found out that Sam Stanley didn't need that shit. Uh, and so he is gone. Uh, so And, has, and has done so in a way that's going to make it very difficult for this board to yeah. fill this position with someone of competence. What they will maybe end up finding is a lapdog that they can control. Uh, so that'll be fun and, and great for the university in the long term. I, I look forward to that. Plum, I apologize. You were being handed the ball. 
No, this was good. This was the background that everybody needed. Everyone on the board of trustees at Michigan State should resign. And anyone that hasn't resigned yet lacks integrity. Um, they have made it impossible to lead. No board, <clears throat> however constituted, is responsible for the operations of an organization. They're not administrators. And what they are doing now at Michigan State under the guise of whatever sort of beneficent paternalism, maternalism, whateverism uh, isn't working. It isn't attractive. Um, and it's not helping the university heal from its past trauma, nor position itself for success in the future. Now, is Stan Stanley the guy that should be leading this organization? I don't know. Frankly, I don't give a fuck. He's it's the not guy. Really relevant. It's re- it's irrelevant because who hired him? Yep. You fuckers did. And and who just uh, you had the opportunity to and fire you him. renewed you it. Renewed him and. Song gave him a raise. Gave him a raise. Gave him. So, and I know that it's all in a board. Everything that they say is, you know, bull. But uh, that was the time. That was the moment to do this. And you, you had your out, after. and you chose not to take it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, Stan Stanley, because that's what I'm still going to always call him now, is your guy. It, it, now let, let's just go back to the practicalities of the matter. You both called it out. Someone, one or more people on the board really failed at their job to set him up. Why? Why Why do that? It had to be intentional. You know it had to be intentional because if it wasn't intentional, you don't go to the media. You don't go and report any of this because it's a cell phone. Because it was you who didn't do your – you didn't well, do the job. How would you find out too, Alex? How would you find you out? You would only know because you didn't do your job. Like – and, and by the way – it's an internal check, it, 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 right? I mean, if you didn't do your job, why would you bring it up to anybody if the school is known to have had this horrible sexual assault trauma that it's trying to heal from? It's trying to have practices and procedures on. Wouldn't you then say, hey, look, this isn't really working for us because, frankly, I went on vacation to Napa for four months and <laughs> forgot to review all the files. Wouldn't – wouldn't what, I mean, that's a self-indictment. So then wouldn't the solution be – we should have some internal controls to strengthen this so it's not on me. Instead, you're like, hey, I was the guy that went to Napa for four months. <laughs> I, I, it, 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 is, it is so – it's just so stupid. It's so embarrassing, yeah. blatantly, blatantly stupid. Yeah. And this is why I say – Anyone who's still on the board, shame on you. Shame on you. All of you have to resign, even if you weren't part of it. And I know that there's at least – I have to assume just statistically that at least let's say two, maybe three have had nothing to do with any of this and are just like mortified. I mean even a majority. If they had the majority, they could just fire him. But if if you are still on the board – after these antics, you're now part of the problem because you can't you can't redeem it. It's broken. You, there's no fixing it from the inside. If you were going to fix it from the inside, none of this would have happened. It would be fixed by now. So if you can't re, you can't do anything, you're now just part of it. This is where individuals of good conscience have but one recourse. 
which is you resign it. You resign and you do so publicly and you name names and you come clean because no one is above their own. I mean, you, you, you're only as good as the integrity that you have. And there's no more success, no matter how pure or uninvolved in any of the shenanigans, anyone that was on the board, doesn't matter if you weren't involved in this, you can't do anything good now because no one trusts you. And no future administrator is going to come on and trust you because they're not going to know the backstory. They're not going to know who on the board is good and who on the board is bad. If I'm being vetted for this job right now, my assumption is you all are toxic and broken because if you're still on the board, you're toxic and you're broken. So, you know, it, I, I don't know what power Governor Whitmer has. I don't know if she there's has not, any power. There's no. I didn't think so. You know, I believe I believe the governor actually or the state house. The someone someone can impeach them all, but that's not going to happen. The state <laughs> can. They can be, be the state house. No, no. Like us. Like oh, we can, we, can re- we can recall them. The governor can get rid of the entire board. It has to be the entire board. Really? Um, and then what? The governor then reappoints the entire board? Um, this was a, this was a, this was a, if it didn't happen after Larry Nassar, it was not ever going to happen kind of thing. In the same way that like, if the electors, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the, the, what's the thing that we, the electoral college, College. yeah, the electoral college hadn't stopped 45 from becoming president. Then like, what's the Thank you for calling him 45. Uh, So that'd be, you know, he can't (laughs) look it up. I I just, I know, I know how much uh, people are in our reviews over our politics, but the, um, the, the, the other thing is I, I just, if I can tack on here that one, it's worth calling out that someone tried to use the survivors of sexual assault, not even the Larry Nasser survivors of sexual assault, current survivors of sexual assault, yeah, as individuals, a, yes, individual. yes, as a cudgel. As a, as a cudgel, as a political football, and, like, it, I mean, that's just disgusting. They're like, you truly, like, I, I generally speaking, think Pat O'Keefe's politics are ass. But, like, you're a, you are a morally bankrupt piece of shit. Yeah. And, and, and truly, like, find a hole and rot there. Like, I don't care. Yep. The other thing is, to the, to, the, to the broader point about the board, that when you saw Pat O'Keefe do this— you had an opportunity to say, "There's bullshit." Yep. There's bullshit afoot, and you could, you could, you maybe like, I don't know where I'm going to land on Stanley. I don't care. That was a moment where you had an opportunity, and and I would say, as a trustee of the university, an obligation to speak truth to power and call out what was happening. That, every, that was your that was your moment to say, "I'm an ally for institutional integrity." Every single person on that board should have had a statement released. The minute this shit went sideways and the fact that the president of the university has to resign because he's like, I'm getting paid millions of dollars or however much he made, 500,000, 750,000, a million dollars a year. I I am a millionaire and uh, it's not enough money. There's really not enough money. I don't need this (laughs) job. I don't, I don't need it. And in fact, as part of his salary, he was, had to be offered Full tenure. Mm-hmm. Like he has a full tenure role at the university, which means they'll continue, not going to pay a million dollars a year, but he'll have a guaranteed salary for life. And he turned it down. Well, in the press, it sounds like they were trying to pressure him to retire. And this, this goes to show that he just completely outmaneuvered 
that group of trustees trying to do that because he clearly has no intention of retiring. He clearly has no intention of correct of of not going and getting another job somewhere else, which he will. Yeah, he's gonna walk in somewhere else, take another gig. And MSU is going to be floundering over this. In the and he'll probably take a pay cut because he's yeah. like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, I, 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 I just wanted – I'm not done working yet. But yeah. I'm just saying like he has all the money he needs, I would right. think, unless he's got significant gambling debts and I don't know. I, he, I Listen, Stan's going to land on his feet quite clearly. One doesn't turn down tenure, which is just guaranteed free money. In the six figures, if you've been the president of the university, like it just doesn't make sense. So, Michigan State's board of trustees, you guys fucked the dog so hard on this, and you and you do it all the time. You have been fucking the dog for years, and it, and 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 it, you know what it is. This is the worst part I'm, for the progressives. It's this horrible sort of, we have to save them. We have to save them all. And they're the only ones that know how to do that. And then for the conservatives on the board, it's this sort of, you know, education is bad. Distrust anyone in education. We shouldn't be funding any of it. It's like they conservatives run for these seats, I think, just to fuck it all up because they hate public education. And the, the progressives come on these boards because they have to – there's some sort of vendetta and they have to just fix everything that's wrong with society. And They're both wrong. They're just, both wrong. Just stop it. You, if, if you want to be on the board of trustees, you shouldn't be on the board of trustees. That's where I'm going with it. These positions should no longer be elected because you all are terrible. And, and, and by the way – most, uh, too many people on this board have been on there for too long. We just got rid of Joel Ferguson, who was on the board since 1923. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, I got to stop because I'm going to have to go to sleep soon. Fuck this and fuck them all. So Get the, gone. The real problem is the way that the board is chosen. As far as I'm aware, no state anywhere has it part of their constitution that they choose the board by public vote. And the reason that we're seeing now in all three institutions in the state that do it this way uh, have all had problems with their boards. Wayne State has had like an open revolt against its board. Michigan has its own problems. Uh, and then, of course, this has has happened. It's an it's a product of the type of person that wants to run for a position like this, uh, and being able to do that and being able to to go through that process, not being someone generally that should be on this board. Now. I'm not saying it's impossible for someone that's good to to end up on the board using this process. I'm just saying the way that the system works right now is counterproductive to having a board that suits the interests of the university. So anything else on that? We should change the Michigan Constitution. Um, that's a petition drive I'd be willing to uh, to begin with right now. Uh, uh, I mean, that... That actually is something that we could probably do. Uh, I mean, you all have, uh, I say this as someone who, uh, generally speaking, votes no's on propositions, particularly in Michigan, because they're stupid. Uh, but this I used would to be... have that opinion. Now, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, anymore. Not, not anymore. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know what the no's are on uh, on a great number of yours, but like locking in funding and not a big fan of. Uh, I do believe you've got one now to reduce term limits even more. It's yeah. to change the term limits. Change them. It's From the 14 same. 14 to 12. 
or 12 to 14. I think it goes to 14 now, but there's a different distribution. Like there's no longer a limit. You can serve just 14 in any, in one of the two chambers, in one of the two, or, or you can do both chambers, but it used to be a certain number of limits per chamber. This is is an improvement. Uh, anyway, I would vote yes on that one. Uh, but anyway, uh, but I think that the things only came into the term limits only came into place because of it. Uh, an amendment probably yeah, yeah. oh no uh, that was in the 90s 92 i think 91 92 yeah. anyway uh broader point we could actually organize uh around around this one and probably get it passed uh because this is stupid we could make it frankly in, in honor of hate week we should do wayne state a favor include them we yeah. should make sure that michigan remains stands alone yep. as the only one <laughs> yep. votes yep. for their board yep. because it is truly the dumbest shit. Uh, Guys, I think we successfully had a longer hate week against ourselves than we did against Yes! Ourselves. That's, and, that's, and you know what? Another reason why to hate Michigan because they don't have the capacity for any of the self-referentialism. Yes. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, uh, let's say... A couple nice things uh, uh, about our, our dear friend Brandon with an E stands with a Z who makes it E-Z uh, to get a home loan. Uh, Brandon's with Gold Star Mortgage, and he is here to let you know that Gold Star, maybe you haven't heard of them, but they're a Fortune 500 company based in Michigan that funds over a billion dollars in mortgages annually. Brandon manages a team with over 100 years of combined industry experience, licensed in 32 states and growing uh, including the entirety of the Big Ten footprint and future Big Ten, with the exception of those folks in Iowa. I think they're going to Iowa when Iowa learns how to score touchdowns. Uh, Brandon is consultative in his approach. Uh, I, Kevin Greck even sat down with him and had a beer and discussed refinancing back in the day. Uh, Kevin, it, it was, was more it consultative? than that. It, it was more than that. We talked. We we, we talked about our our goals. We talked about our dreams. I, I shared things with Brandon that I had never, I had never spoken to another person before. And that was, was, I, I don't plan on fixing this toilet for years. (laughs) And he was like, maybe instead of uh, refi, you should just sell the house. You are not house people. Um, Has that been fixed by the way? It's a, it's a hole in the floor right now. Oh, wow. It's a a bit of a, it's a squatty potty situation. (laughs) Have you, have you, have you covered it? So yes, the there's a rag down there, Michael. Oh Thank God, you. You have a direct access to the sewer. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> anyway, Brandon is consultative in his approach, and his rates are among the best in the country. He carries every kind of loan product that you could possibly want or desire. So give Brandon a call. That's Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z at Gold Star Mortgage. Give him a, a quick Google. You'll be able to find him uh, and, and let him know. Uh, that you're interested in buying and, and, and he'll be able to help you out. Um, gentlemen, let's do, uh, let's do these Twitter questions. And uh, I want to start off by saying that our dear friend, Mike Jones, who, uh, you know, gives us the booze, uh, gave me the tromba and yeho. And um, it's quite nice. Have a little sip. Some wow. sip. Quite nice. Wow. Yeah. Um, very good. <laughs> Uh, if uh, normally I would not mix in añejo, uh, I would just drink it straight, and I have been. But I would say if you were looking for an elevated, uh, like a tequila and soda, or maybe even a margarita, I don't know if you'd put in a margarita. You might be wasting it at that point in time. But uh, quite good, quite good. Um, would would recommend as as, a, as an añejo. Um, so pick it up off of any shelf yeah. in the state. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. It has to be in the state. Uh, or ask for it at a bar. Ah. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's start with Mike Jones, uh, who asks, you or Jay Johnson, what are the first three plays you're calling next week versus Michigan? And then what do you think you'll actually call? Uh, first off is Flea Flicker. Uh, for a touchdown and the next play from scrimmage next offensive play for scrimmage from scrimmage is a uh, flea flicker for a touchdown and then the next offensive play from scrimmage is a, uh, a flea flicker for a touchdown i would have chosen the uh vert uh against one of their shitty corners uh a la lombardi to white uh where he just kept on running past a dude um i do think the first three plays are going to be two runs up the middle and then a curl that is uh, both errant and even if caught short of the line short again. Short of the line again, yeah. <laughs> That's so uh, I do, I genuinely think that defense aside, forget everyone's wringing their hands about the defense. The first two series you will be able to see is the offense moving. And if it's not, fuck. <laughs> It's not going to be a fun week. Well, speaking of a fun week, uh, Mike Jones asks, Plum, what kind of food, drinks, and festivities do you have planned for Saturday night? Uh, chili cook-off. In fact, cook-off. we're having a chili cook-off. My plan is to make myself so dyspeptic uh, with beans and hopefully under... Jason's into that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. I know. Let me actually tell you. <laughs> hey. So, but I'll have something to do. Visit the toilet, the turlet, as it were, every few minutes. I'll get you a nice, a nice Pittsburgh turlet in the basement. Whether we're experiencing this shit on the television or <laughs> the poor you go to Grex, throne. try his hole out. Straight Ooh. down. Straight shot. Main line. Grex hole. Noted. No, no, you, oh, you 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 stepped away. Oh no, no, I heard it. I okay. heard and all he knows, I needed to hear. He knows it. All right. Uh, so my folks are coming. Uh, so that's ah. going to be very exciting. And we are. Um, I think we're trying to do gourmet versions of uh, tailgate food. So we're going to only be able to cook things in the way that you would if you were tailgating. So everything's going to be on the grill or the smoker. Uh, but we're we're trying to have some fun with it. I think we're going to smoke some some uh, wings and then. Ah. Um, I will get very drunk on Miller Lite and oh, Fireball. Perfect. I'm going to be in Ann Arbor. So, are you going to the game? I'm not going to the game, but I'm going to be at tailgates. So keep an eye out, dear listener. Uh, you should go to uh, you should go to the pub that we used to talk about on this podcast. <laughs> uh, if if I walk in there and there's no wood paneling on the walls, I'm immediately out, and then also I, yeah, I, place. I don't think that place will ever lose the wood panel okay, thank god <sighs> uh and finally for mike jones uh msu wins football team has only given up seven goals in 17 oh. games at the time of this tweet Look should hazelton ask coach jeff heiser hostler uh for some help defensively ted lasso made the transition why couldn't hostler people are asking it's a great question uh all right next up is thomas zambiasi who asks does the pretty cringy deleted W graphic from last Monday count as losing the bye week? Oh, good question. This, this Thomas, if we were doing power rankings, this might, this is probably putting you in the top three. Like, this is a great question. Uh, and it was bad. It did feel um, that way when it came up. 
It came like they're not all wins, and this one's definitely not a win. Not a win. So many have been though, you know. Yeah, when, the next time someone says the creative team is undefeated, just bring that screenshot. Back. Yeah, yeah, bring that one back up. Uh, next up from Tom, uh, what's the worst East Lansing establishment to be in while watching a game that isn't going that great? I'm not concerned about this on Saturday, so uh, it's not that important. But what is it the worst been... East Lansing establishment to be in? It would have been Theo's. That yeah. would have been the place to be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe the second floor of the McDonald's. A pretty <laughs> terrible place to be in. Or the top floor of Hubbard. Just uh, the. I would. Uh, in in all seriousness, uh, maybe the Roadhouse. Like, yeah. Do you think because it the Roadhouse is. Sad inexplicably still in business yeah. this like, might be I, I was just gonna say this might be the first reference to the harrison roadhouse in podcast history, history. it is just not a bar that we talk about it's a bar that no one talks about which is why i think it's the like i think you step in there and you're like is this old-timey london like i'm <laughs> is it steampunk in here i'm confused and the pub is like like uh, those just are not they're no one's first choice no one's ever like oh remember the good times we had at harrison pub that's just not how the system works i think it's a place that's that lives on oh my dad's in town i need to take him somewhere it's just parents taking students from brody out to dinner that's that's right that is what the harrison roadhouse is for uh next up from the chavert uh, we need your definitive ranking of MSU's four rivalry trophies. All right, so we've got the megaphone, uh, Paul Bunyan, Old Brass Spittoon, and uh, Land Grant. Land Grant. Uh, it's impossible, Charvert. As you, I know you've only got one. He's only got one kid, right? Yes. This would be like choosing between. Imagine that your one kid was four kids, and then we asked <laughs> you that question. And especially if that one kid, one of them, was like the biggest burliest trophy of all time. Another one was the shiniest trophy of all time. Another one was the megaphoniest uh, trophy. Of, that's the worst one. The megaphone's the worst. Oh, one. really? I think the brass spittoon is the worst one. Forks no, down. I love the brass Forks spittoon. <gasps> the megaphone is for sure the worst one. Yeah. Um, but I hate them so much. I think the land grant is my favorite. It's kind of a plain one, but it has a lot of really good historical meaning to it. I think then for me, it's the spittoon and then Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan could be painted a little bit better for being completely honest, but one does love how dense he is. So I, I think it's that the land grant should go to the loser every year. <laughs> the loser should have to house you, you, the land It is objectively the ugliest of all of the statues. You yeah. know, in Parks and Rec, when they're redoing the mural and like each team has to come up with, each department has to come up with a, a proposal. And so everyone from the department brings their own piece of art and then they end up combining them. Are you someone I'm back there? Yes. yes. That feels like the land grant is that a, a group of commissioners created this mm. it came out very old white men. Uh, it, it's, it's not pleasant. Um, I mean, it did literally come from two old white men. So I do like Paul though. I like Paul. Yeah. Everybody does. Paul's, Paul's great. Yeah. Paul's so fine. Platoon. Oh, Paul's fine. Wow. He's fine. I'm just saying he's no he's no land grant or spittoon. Okay. 
Next up from the sharp vert, who I'm noticing has more than three questions is fine. Uh, should we in, embrace Ted Lasso's strategy against Man City? Cause complete and utter confusion slash create chaos. Related question. How is Plum's mustache coming along? I'm looking at it right now, Sharp Vert. I got I'm sorry. Come coming along implies it implies that it has yeah. more to do. <laughs> no. Oh, no, mission it's, mission it's accomplished. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Actually, mission accomplished is the wrong. That was the Bush slogan, wasn't it? And there was nothing accomplished. We'll we'll get you point. a banner. We'll we'll get you a banner and we'll send it over. That mustache is a banner. Hey, you know what? We'll bring hey, this to the carrier. Yes. Uh, going. The announcement. Nate, Nate C's gonna be on in two weeks. <gasps> Nate C, what are we gonna talk about? Jeeps? Jeep podcast. Ba, 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 ba. No, just me? Okay. Aircraft carriers. Aircraft carriers. Ah, Being fine. pulled by a Jeep. Uh <laughs> whatever it takes though, Sharp Vert. Uh I'll take the Ted Lasso strategy. Um as long as we don't lose. Uh, Next up, question from Shartvert is, obviously everyone needs to have their A game for us to pull off an upset in Ann Arbor, but who is the most important player to be successful in this game? Plum, name a kicker. Gotta be, gotta be, gotta, I was gonna say, I'm not gonna say it. It's gotta be, I don't even know what his name is. Jack Stone? Sloan yeah, David? It is a kicker. <laughs> Jack Stone is a kicker. Uh, uh, Hank Pepper, by the way, is no Long. longer long snapping because he's hurt. Which is why well, that's a been, surprise. No, no, that's why the snaps have been off. Mm. This is this is where Plum pretends that he's surprised. Oh no way! Did someone Nancy? His thumbs Eric were broken. He was snapping it with just his fingers. Like, uh, a hooded, mustachioed uh, uh, character met him in an alleyway. Then uh, no one knows what happened. Strange. I have heard. You guys can't make me snap the ball. My fingers are broken. You can do it, Hank. You can do it. Just big gloves, big like like goalkeeping gloves. Just big, stupid. <laughs> Just big. Uh, Greg, do you have a a, a more sincere answer uh, on who do you think the most important player is? I I mean, do I just take the lowest hanging fruit of all time and say Peyton Thorne? I mean, it's pretty simple. Uh, Cal all... Holiday uh, clubbing Corum in the kneecap with his. I have a better one. How about Cal Halliday clubbing Peyton Thorne in the kneecap with anything <laughs> so that Noah Kim can play and no one will feel bad about it? How about that? Can we do that? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say Jaden Reed, who looked like himself and the offense at least moved with Jaden Reed out there. So all good options and finally from the short vert uh if mel tucker and jim harbaugh were eating establishments which ones would they be Ooh. what's uh eating establishment in east lansing that had some healthy on days and now we're not so sure about it anymore <laughs> <Rick>? <laughs> we call rick's an eating establishment no. i think i think rick's no one's ever really been sure about it uh uh isn't conrad's gone uh, there's still one more Conrad's. Oh, there is one more Conrad's. And they claim they're trying to reopen the Fran <clears throat> location, but they've been saying that for a long time now. Uh, maybe we'll go with El Azteco. Mm, also works. Also works. Also works. We, we ate there, and I'll go ahead and say, it's terrible food. Yeah. yeah it's not yeah. good. Yeah, uh, it is not. Speaking uh, of- The chips food, and salsa are good. How do you make a dry burrito? Like, <laughs> a dry, wet burrito. <laughs> Like, it's <clears throat> yeah, it's bad for 
What's a restaurant for Jim Harbaugh where everything's just a little bit off? It's like the uncanny (laughs) valley of restaurants. El Azteco would be a Mexican restaurant that Jim Harbaugh would open up. Uh, (laughs) That's such a good way of phrasing that. Uh, what's um, what's the most overrated thing in Ann Arbor? Because there are quite a few of them. Mm, that's their sandwiches are. They're actually really good. No, no, they are though. They're really good sandwiches. They might cost thirty two dollars, but they're really, really good. It's fine. Sorry. Um, you know it's not overrated, Blimpy Burger though. Also, I would say overrated. What? And also not cheaper than food. That is the greatest lie of all time. I don't know if they're still peddling that garbage, oh. uh, but ne- was never cheaper than food. Take a hike. You know, all right. Jim Harbaugh, the Fleetwood. Overrated. Okay. Oh, that's the one, you, that's the one you're going to stand by? You're going to stand by the Fleetwood? I mean, we've got a Fleetwood, too. <clears throat> I've only driven past it, but I've never act- I've only been to the Ann Arbor Fleetwood. I haven't been to the... The Lansing Fleetwood, because so there's so no bars near the Lansing Fleetwood that I'm aware of. Uh, and Lansing people would be like, "Oh, you would say that, <laughs> East Lansing resident." Uh, next up from Brian uh, Lozen, yeah, is this long time first time? Presume no, no, no. Uh, last couple of weeks he's been asking questions. Oh, welcome back, Brian. I remember. <laughs> uh, number one, <laughs> favorite childhood uh, Halloween costume. Plum, do you, you have to have one in the old memory bank. Uh, yeah. Um, one year my dad, we did, my dad did like DIY costumes. I was a, I was a bag of popcorn, but it was like one of those boxes of popcorn with like the white and red stripes. And my brother was a robot and he had like duct work as his arms and legs. Those were great costumes. Yep. Jonesy, what I you got? Them. I don't remember. I've got a few that I remember from growing up, but they were like pretty standard. Uh, I was a Power Ranger that was pretty rad. Uh, that was that was good. That was a really Can good I, that one. Yeah, I, I'm going to share a quick thing about being. Uh, so we went to Boo at the Zoo uh, last week. At so at Detroit Zoo, it's called Zubu. They went the other cool. way with it. Whatever doesn't matter. So my son is obsessed with Halloween. Uh, and so we took him there dressed up, but he saw someone in one of those costumes that has the fan in it. So it, it gets all puffy. Yeah. Uh, and a dinosaur and, and like follow, follow this child around. Um, so he thinks I'm going to be a banana, but I'm going to go out and, and get myself one of these inflatable costumes just to surprise him. And I could not be more excited about a thing right now than the joy on his face that will come from T-Rex arms. Anyway, sorry. Wow. I had to get that out there. I'm very excited about this. Uh, the things you live for it at this age. Apparently. That, you know? I'm, I have, that sounds great. That sounds lovely. <laughs> uh, next up from Brian uh, Plum, favorite Halloween tradition of yours? Question mark. Um, getting drunk and screaming at the children and throwing, uh, rolls. throwing the food, the, full, the candy full, at them, full cans of beer at them, yep, at them in their faces. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this year to giving fentanyl out because oh my, God, yes. my favorite Halloween tradition is bailing my co-hosts out of prison. 
Uh, yeah, right. yeah. Injecting and- apples with arsenic. Yeah, cool. Razor blades. <laughs> Razor blades. Retro, man. Uh, and finally, from Brian, uh, favorite way to kill a wolverine with a with a giant club with a nail sticking out of it. There, we, that's pretty good. Just like to run over with a car. That's weasel stomping. <laughs> Did, didn't even realize it from me. Uh, Spartan eighteen seven seventy asks, "Can someone tell Johnson to please throw on first down next week?" Ah, no, it's not what it said. But but the answer uh, yes. is but the answer is yes. Everyone will tell Johnson to throw on first down, and because Jay is Jay, Broussard's going to run it next up from Spartan eighteen seven seventy. Why is every shitty Michigan Twitter account seem like a bot account? I mean, because there, if you are, if you have any creativity or mm-hmm. uh, ability to reflect on yourself, you don't end up as a Michigan fan, and that's how they all end up sounding like bots. I, yeah, I, um, uh, I, I, I tweeted out a thing about um, poaching Iowa's defensive coordinator, and uh a michigan fan hopped into the mentions of like why would he come there even though i made it very clear he was a michigan state alum um i i just don't understand they 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 just they, i i do appreciate one michigan fan who called out on twitter like don't take the bait at every single fight right plum you can't not everything can be a fight right no i i think it's better to not do it. Just, just shut up. Just, just giggle. Just shake your head. Just take a screenshot and send it to a close friend and be like, "Am I the asshole?" And your friend will be like, "No, dude. Just let that one go." And you're like, yeah. "Bookmark it. Save it as a receipt. You yep. know, um, yep. save this pod as a receipt. Audio clip this pod and tweet it to all of your friends." When we said all of those nasty things about you, that it was largely about your personalities and the the integrity of your academic institution. But you know, whatever. Um, next up from Spartan 18770, uh, when are you guys going to start endorsing products like that elitist part-time sports journalist? This question brought to you by Max Christie Sports Bar. When you want great food and drinks while watching Max shoot 100% from the floor, go Lakers. <laughs> I don't is, know if this – is this a reference speech. to Graham Couch's, uh, the amount of ads that he schleps? Um, but – because we're, we're jealous of that. Yeah. But, well, I did – I saw this and I – you were on a plane back from Nepal – and I tweeted you the link to Max Christie's stats, and you were not able to open it. No, I wasn't. Uh, thank God, or, or that plane would have exploded. I'm going to get on a TSA list now for saying that. I'm sure. yeah. yeah, I'm done. Done flying. Uh, yeah, it would have been bad. If I could have ejected myself from the flight, I might have. I didn't know the context to shooting 100% from the floor. You can. <laughs> I, yeah, I just told Plum while well, mid-plane. 100% from before, including from three-point land. <laughs> including from. I didn't like it. I still don't like it. It does make it better to know that it's just because he's one for one. Mm. He is a ho- With two minutes. horrible, horrible person whose family hates him. He is unredeemed <laughs> by anything, and may God have mercy on his soul. Next up is Tyrone Couch. Who is in charge of the posting? I once thought plum. Now I don't. I wish I was snarky enough. I'm not. I'm really not. It's it's Kevin Gregg. He has the better sense of humor. <laughs> he has you the know, most humor of all. One hundred percent of posts come from me. Uh, that's d- definitely true. Uh, it's that, and that's why I pretend to not know what's going on now. Yes. Yes. To, to translate the Twitter stuff from me. 
because I'm spending all my time thinking about posts. Yeah, catching I did, content. I did have one a few weeks ago. It got a couple likes. So what? Which is strange because normally when Kevin comes and says, I have a, I have a tweet, they normally do very well. <laughs> they always do really but, well. And yeah. I thought he had a great one, and it got no no love. Like, it actually made me laugh out loud. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, next up, Rant of the Week. I, I love that our listeners bring segments for us. Yes. Uh, my kid's stepdad is teaching him to be racist. <laughs> oh, no. My son believes him about flat earth. Birds equal robots. No. The moon equals Russian base. Oh, Biden equals no. actors. Shooting sequel fake, etc. Racist, homophobes, and felons should not be able to be around kids. There should be a test. Oh, Tyrone, I'm so sorry. Tyrone, my friend. This part about birds is true, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> haven't you seen them? I will be say. I, I will say when I when I had the child and they allowed me to leave the hospital with the child. Yeah, there was, was no alarm. Yeah. I was alarmed that that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, they they took the alarm off the child because yes. they do that. They put the alarm on them, yeah. uh, and then they say, "Here." You were like, "Oh, the professionals need an alarm," but you're removing yeah. that to yeah. hand him to me. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. No test required. Uh, but seriously, next- Tyrone, yikes, dude! You might want to. I don't know. Get a big club with a nail sticking out of it. Just start over with new kids, you know? Yeah. Uh, next up is Ali, who I have to say, Ali backdoored his way into asking a question and has now been a, a regular since the Washington game. Ali, we're so happy that yeah. you, you decided to just be a part of this. It wasn't enough uh, to host me. He had to also help out the podcast as well. You know, part-time producer. Uh, <laughs> you've been empowered to replace the entire board of trustees. Three seats remain elected via statewide elections. Two are elected by faculty, two are elected by students, and one elected by MSU Twitter. Mm. Who would you pick for the MSU Twitter Twitter seat, and why isn't it Alex Plum? <laughs> Can you imagine Alex if Plum Alex was accountable? Alex doesn't talk about current students very well. Can you imagine if Plum was accountable for some of the Could things? You, that I, that's just said. it. That, that, <laughs> and that's the great joke. This, is, this podcast has made me unelectable to any – I couldn't be elected town uh, t- village Same. idiot. <laughs> At this point, same, <laughs> same. <laughs> I don't think any of us could just by association, yeah. frankly. Yeah, uh, that's true too. But I, uh, the the thing is, Plum would be very active. He would be micromanaging scholarships in a way that, and that's why you, I can't be on the board. This is yeah. that. That's the reason. If you care that much, or you think you know as much, you, it's not for you. You're not the guy. See. Folks, I think Kevin Greck may have, at some point in time, thought about running for the board and then said, no, that's not for me. <laughs> Kevin Greck is actually who, you who want. should be elected for the, the worst board. possible One, candidate for the board. Only because of how you look. And that... <laughs> that shouldn't be held against you you know in like football games when like they they pan up to the to the to the booths and stuff they would catch the slenderman up in the up in their uh trustee suite and like it would take over the internet like is slenderman a michigan state trustee trench coat hat pulled low (laughs) children just ingesting bleach by the dozens really scary stuff spooky spooky 
Uh, next up, on a more serious note, I think that was plenty serious. Uh, what are your ideas for a better comp composition of the board? Clearly, the current system doesn't work as it's just jumping off uh, board for Southeast <laughs> Michigan car dealership owners with misplaced yes. political ambitions. Yes. They have a gimme office, but what should it look like in the future? It needs to be both competent and accountable. So me thinks it needs more seats allocated to faculty, students, alumni, uh, while remaining seats allocated to governor appointees as it, to me, seems like a statewide executive office. I actually don't uh, think... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Greg, I think Greg has actually read a paper on this, or at least had one open in his tab. Yeah, we had a uh, doctoral student write a paper on the best way to uh, to structure a university board to have the best possible outcomes. And uh, I meant to read it. Clearly never did, obviously, because it's a doctoral paper. <laughs> who read reads it. that? <laughs> I'm clearly not going to read it. Uh, but who was it that the... Uh, that, the governor originally uh, appointed Schlichting? 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 She's the one that's currently on it and running. She's going to be on your ballot uh, if you're in the state of Michigan and not a coastal elite. But um, she's on Duke's board as well. And I don't want to pay Duke any compliments, but the composition of the board at Duke seemed pretty good to me like there's student representation there's faculty representation um and then there's it, it's like church representation 30 yeah of course, <clears throat> of course. united methodist school united methodist All right, so, presbyterian uh, for some reason you've got uh i think there's like 30 seats on it and if it's an oversight committee that makes sense right it does make sense yeah and you get all of the different you know constituency groups involved in there and that you know this it'd be I'm, really nice if i was able to vote candidly on a, on a board of trustees like i mean i'm not in the As state but alum. i have a yeah i have a vested interest in how that university is mm -hmm. yep i mean i i dedicate some dumb amount of time every week to hosting a fucking podcast about the school like i mean sure. they might be like actually that's what disqualifies you from <laughs> yeah from having a board. fine fair <laughs> uh but um plum i, I i'm curious because in I don't hate the partisan makeup of the board because I know, for instance, I was uh, had a conversation with my friend who went to Iowa and Iowa started doing even racister things. Uh, but it's because their governor has like a lot of power over who gets appointed. And so there, there's no partisan check. There's no mm. check to be like, no, no, no. There, there is a party that still believes a little bit in science uh maybe bought by science but or bought by some some interest but like <clears throat> given up on the the whole thing so I'm, I'm curious where would you land on organizing this um i think that um i think that you you do something like you allow the governor and maybe the minority party of some kind to put forward a slate and then you allow the faculty students and alumni to have a vote of the majority all of the Dem slate all democrats <laughs> yeah, but or or you do something like i don't know each party gets two um that like the the minority leader and the governor each put forward or so i don't know how you do it but you do something like that where you have that happen and uh or you have like what we have with this citizens redistricting campaign which is you have a slate of all uh, excuse me, politically independent individuals and some neutral board is uh, is 
created or is a half and half of the parties and they select it. I mean, there are ways to have nonpartisan individuals elected. They need to do that with judges. Judges should not be elected and they are in Michigan. <laughs> Another failure. Yeah. Uh, I love evaluating judges. You would not believe how tough on crime all of these judges are. Crazy. And man. how much they think that that's a reason to be reelected. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, it, it's interesting to me that, you know, cause I, I believe that the DOJ is actually pursuing antitrust allegations against uh, a lot of tech companies right now. Cause they all mm-hmm. sit on each other's boards. Mm. Which, by the way, it's overdue. Yeah. Uh, but the what's interesting to me is that these these universities, uh, Michigan State included, you'd think that like big bigger names than are on the board would want to be on the board. Oh, you mean like how there are just faculty members of other universities that are on our board? Like Rima Vassar is just. like professor at Wayne state. But when she comes to East Lansing, she's a board member. Um, Like why, why does that make sense? mm. (laughs) What, why not um, say, uh, I don't know. Like it's, it's strange to me that the, uh, I mean, Ishby is a relatively low key name, but also a billionaire. But like, I'm, I'm surprised that there aren't more like the Fords. I'm surprised the Fords aren't on, on, on our board. Not to bring things back to Duke again, but that is how the Duke board works. I think. Tim Apple's on that board. Uh, Mary Barra, who could just as easily be on MSU's board, being a CEO in the state, I believe, is on Duke's board, um, among others. So, yeah, why don't we get some industry leaders who who truly do not care? But like they, their their level of f's given about the day to day is so low. Yeah, they, they uh they would never end up on MSU's board because they would have to run a full campaign and go to the party conference and do all of those things to to be politically aligned, which they don't want to do, which disqualifies probably a lot of people to be publicly politically aligned like that. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, like I'm, I'm fine with it if we're doing elections, but, or if it's, it's, if it's appointed by an elected person, but to to bring it back to Ali's point, like it is not like it's frustrating that it is a point of escalation in power. That that's the problem. It is an opportunity to exercise power for small people. <clears throat> people, the southeastern Michigan car dealership circuit, right? Like it is an opportunity to exercise power, be important, to have your fucking parking spot, to have your suite. Like it is cool, and you know you go on to host things on Woodward Sports afterwards, and that's great. Uh, shots fired. We're allowed to have this conversation this week. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it last week when. <laughs> He just he had just been there. I'm not gonna do that, but like, I mean, holy <clears throat> shit, man! Like, just it is weird. What a weird situation. All right, next up and last up from Ali Plum. Obviously, I'm bored since no football, but since this so- this is a soccer podcast now, how would you map Big Ten teams to English Premier League teams? Ooh, are you familiar? Fish. Are you? Well, are you I think this is this segment one? fishing. Yeah, I think I can do this, and uh, I'm not going to be able to do it for all of them because we're of that kind of time. Uh, Michigan State is clearly of Liverpool, though. Scrappy. Um, uh, Plum. When it, let me. When it, I'm going to. I'm going to give. Uh, I'm going to give descriptors. Let's make this better. Okay. So, not, I'm going to give descriptors for how I think of a team, uh, but and then you tell me who fits that description. Okay. All right. So Iowa, the barometer for 
are you bad or good? Can you beat this team? Uh, <laughs> probably Tottenham. Tottenham Hotspurs. Right. Uh, lots of glam and glitz, but always meh. Penn State. Uh, Aston Villa. Uh, irrationally composed of white people uh, and a little bit hefty. Kind of boring, but tends to win Wisconsin. Uh, Leeds. The hefty. Hyperinflated sense of self. Chelsea. (laughs) Michigan. Yeah, Michigan is definitely Chelsea. Uh, uh, Talk shit, earn shit, Ohio State. Manchester United. Uh, And... um, Talk shit has earned nothing, Nebraska. Man City. Great. That's it. All right. There we go. Uh, <laughs> this was fun. All right. Next up, Kunj uh, asked, every podcast member is now committing to state for a sport. What sport would it be? And how does your commitment tweet? Uh, or what is your commitment tweet like? Uh, do we have to respect your decision? I love this question. This is uh, this is good nonsense. Um I will say I saw a baseball commitment tweet and I was like, y'all need to hire just somebody for graphics. <laughs> just a person. Um, Plum, who are you committing to? And uh, what's your tweet like? I'm committing to the now defunct swim and dive team, men's swim and dive team. Um, <laughs> is it an empty pool? And, and it's, it's, over it? <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's me diving into an empty pool at first, smiling at the camera. That's it. That, that's the so, tweet. We we weren't listening in Nepal, uh, as I understand. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, huh, ooh, 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 <laughs> that's a really good inside joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, about suicide. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> Jonesy, what about you? <laughs> the joke. That's my job. I'm supposed to say the joke. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say... Um, Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm committing to the uh, to trying out for the practice squad for the women's basketball team, mm. uh, which I will for sure be rejected from for not being tall enough. <laughs> Kevin probably could get away with it. Yeah. Uh, but I will definitely be doing the uh, storting emoji steam three times with a uh, all glory to God hashtag mm. and Hashtag respect my decision. Yeah. Uh, in the notes app, to be clear. It has, in to, the be notes notes app. It has to be the notes app. I am it. putting together my own MS Paint uh, uh, <laughs> announcement that I'm oh, committing. Much like the original logo. logo. Yeah. Uh, and I'm committing to the club lacrosse team. Uh, and I'm tagging Magic Johnson in my uh, in my commitment. <laughs> Magic! <laughs> so Who is going to respond? Uh High school standout Kevin Gregg has committed to Michigan State. We are happy for him. Or yep. whatever robotic yep. type of... Next up, always thinking 1835. Uh, do you have your own personal rival or nemesis? If not, who or what would it be if you did? Uh, Kevin Gregg was mine when we were younger. Uh, I loathed that son of a bitch. And now he keeps me close. It's one of those yeah. enemies, friends type of situations. We hold each other tight. <laughs> And Plum, we were rivals at Boys State. We were. We were in opposite parties. The majority and minority leader, uh, as I as I remember, for the for the Senate. Yes, you were smaller. 
I was. I was. Uh, what what would uh, do you have a, a rival or a nemesis? Did I, you uh, you? I did have one at Henry Ford. I won't say who, but I did have a nemesis. Yeah, I did. Yeah, not going to miss that person. Greg, is there anyone? Uh, is there anyone who's joined your work team in the last six months that you would say is reprehensible to a degree that you would consider them a nemesis? Uh, well, how do I how do I artfully? Uh, <laughs> approach this. Uh, I like all of my coworkers, mm-hmm. but some of them, um, th- it's hard. Like, th- no one's going to get or know what this is. So, can you say some of them have family members that you don't care for? Uh, that are, uh, yeah, bleeding from yeah. the face at there times. All right, great. Uh, next up, Mamapaleaf asks, there are going to be many, many tumultuous and stressful moments to endure during to endure during the game. Endure during. That's tough. Mm. Uh, I am already stressed out because I forgot to number my questions <laughs> this week. So what should your Twitter followers do on Saturday night in order to uh, make it through without self-destruction? There is no alternative. Drink harder. I, I mean, this is <sighs> you didn't number the questions, Mamopoli. It's over. I, if MSU loses this game, I think we can all agree it, this is on you. on you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Like, truly, like, this week of all weeks, Mamopoleaf. Come like on. Mom- Next up from the Mamopoleaf, uh, there was a fracas in the Lloyd Carr Michigan Stadium Tunnel. It's called the Lloyd Carr Michigan they, Stadium Tunnel. They uh, they broke it in with a fight. <laughs> it was, it was uh, named in his honor that week, actually. After last week's PSU versus UM game, what food item will MSU take down to A2 to hurl, or will Mel simply stand there, hand out cigars? Uh, I do think they were, they named the tunnel, by the way, because they needed a new photo op from Lloyd where he was wearing Michigan apparel instead of Notre instead Dame of Notre apparel. Dame. Uh, uh, but uh, I don't <clears throat> look. I think probably ice cream sandwiches will have the most heft to them. Am I right? I was just gonna say it's got to be a melting moment right in the eye. Straight out of the out of the freezer. It's like it's like an ice brick, basically. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Last up from Mamapaleaf. Let's face it: a 7:30 p.m. start time for this upcoming game and its historically destructive post-game actions. Is that true? Is a boneheaded idea. Why didn't the powers to be think this thing through, or did they? I, gentlemen, that's some old man yells at cloud boomer stuff right there. Well, also, who do you think the powers to be are? The powers to be decided they like money. Thank you very much, money please. But but is this even a money game? I'm not watching this game. Are either of you going to watch this game? (laughs) Is this game even going to be on television? I can't believe that they would do this game. Should have played at 9:30 a.m. That's the time this game deserves. Frankly, it should be aired on the Big Ten Network Ocho version. This is well, not BTM Plus. For this season, that's a streak. Yeah, well, yikes. Money, please. Money, please. Yeah, ABC, is it ABC or is it Fox? I don't know what it is. Uh, next up from John Hubbard. <laughs> I, truly, do you guys know where the games are broadcasting until like 10 minutes before they start? And you just figure Never. Out yeah, yeah, then it's a frantic rush. Like, oh god, I got to get a login. Help, help, help! Maybe they put it in the outline for us, but you know, 
Greg did. Why do you hate U of M as a preview this week? It was a better preview. I still stand by that. Yeah, that's that, compared to our normal one. That's fair. That's Next true. up, John Hubbard. What are the hosts going to do to maintain a healthy mind and body during hate week? I Can say we a regular segment of our previews, by the way. Yeah. Why do you hate this school? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got a lot to say about you, Purdue University. Actually, I, Minnesota is the one I'm like, eh. it would be tough to do Minnesota mm-hmm. hate week. Maybe that's the hatest thing that we can say about of all is like, mm-hmm. I, I just don't care. We are indifferent to you. Um, so uh, I'm going to let it corrode me. Um, do you guys or did you guys ever play the game Shadow of the Colossus? Um, uh, yes. In Shadow of the Colossus to save. There's no like sated story but this is what you kind of pick up you uh you have a like a a love interest and this person is in ill health and you convince yourself or there's something that tells you that you need to go kill these big creatures to maybe bring her back to life but really what you're doing is you're killing each one spoilers for a 15 year old (laughs) game uh it makes you more and more evil and it starts to like reflect in your character and that's what i'm going to look like uh by the end of uh this week i'm gonna drink (laughs) <laughs> Jonesy's liver will look like what I just described from Shadow of the Colossus <laughs> I'm going to get plenty of sleep and I'm going to hydrate That's what I'm I think do. Mr. Neurotic Pants responded to this with uh, it starts with clean fingernails oh yes I did see that alright and so first up from him what can we do to organize a siege of Ann Arbor? I want bleeding hipsters by the end of this. Oh my God. Mr. Neurotic I, Pants. I think you're overstating who goes to those games. I was going to say, yeah, this is a, a dated understanding of who lives in Ann Arbor now. It's it's yuppies these yeah. days. I'm not aware of any oh. more hipsters that's going Again, there. I think we're misstating who's going to this game. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe yuppies uh, in a sort of Reagan-esque like... Yes. I, I don't like people who don't look like me or believe like me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that the stadium's generally speaking filled with those folks. Yeah, anything cool or unique about Ann Arbor is uh, is well gone. Um, next up from Mr. Neurotic Pants, does Tucker personally dislike Harbaugh? Does he personally dislike you, Graham Couch? Uh, I don't think he cares about Harbaugh. Yeah. And I think that's actually great. Uh, he probably does. He doesn't know about us, but he probably would like to dislike us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he respects what Graham has to offer him. Hmm. I think he hates, and I, I might be wrong about this, but I don't think I am. I think he resents that he's a well-known and established birder, and no one asked mm. him about the Falcons on top of the stadium. Yeah, He just wanted to talk about that. He yep. just wanted to have a conversation about it, and no one That's gave right. him the opportunity. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he actively resents the entire MSU press corps as a result. So I don't blame him in that. Graham, <laughs> if you're listening, you're welcome mm-hmm. for the for the for the suggestion. Earn that tuck trust. First question after next week in the press conference. Did you bring the binox to look at the Falcons <laughs> that are no longer there? Uh, God damn it! <laughs> Uh, and next up, uh, from Mr. Roderick Pants, does Jim Harbaugh demand the senior slam at Denny's? Does he piss on the toilet seat and <laughs> deny it? Do his shoes stink? Does Jim Harbaugh keep the home run ball with his with a kid next to him? Well, he definitely brings the mitt. We know that. Um, 
I do think he keeps the ball. Yes, he does. He absolutely keeps the ball. Uh, the answer to all of these things is yes, except for the mm-hmm. senior, except for the senior slam. Um, he orders just the coffee and sits there for four hours and does not tip. Um, <laughs> uh, next up from the upper deck jerk guy, sometimes crossovers don't work. Isn't that right? <laughs> oh my God. That's hurtful. It's so mean. <laughs> it's so mean. I love a subtle dig. They're the most effective kinds. They are the kinds. <laughs> Which is why we structured the whole show around <laughs> actively hating the University of Michigan. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Just rude. <laughs> Just, um, hmm. Sometimes the crossovers don't work, huh? <laughs> I, I, I think... I think she handed great. The number of people um, close to me that said, we wish he had replaced you on the podcast uh, was concerning. Me? Oh, no, me. Th- to yeah. me. To me. Oh, <laughs> to me. I was going to say, that feels reasonable. Uh, a more equitable distri- distribution of the talking. Mm-hmm. Of, of way yeah, 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 yeah. Next up from the Upper Deck Trip Guy, should I just merge all my Twitter accounts and give up the charade? Whoa, whoa, whoa. All I, I of don't, my Twitter accounts. Yeah, I don't think anyone really cares. I don't I don't think anyone could give a fuck. Yeah. Unless you're on the board of trustees, in which case definitely do that. Definitely do that. Yeah, protector guy. Do it, you coward. We are dying to know who you are, but uh we will I guess we'll die. We'll come for you. Yeah. Uh when that happens. Uh last up is this Plum Alex in Nepal. Well, have you clicked on? I did. I did, and it was me with the little hat, and I looked very cute with my dancing. It feels like you're uh, appropriating culture. Is this that's how I go whenever I travel somewhere? I love to appropriate culture to get a to get a laugh, just a just a little laugh. Is that so wrong? All right. Thank you, everyone, for asking Twitter questions this week. We are going to be tuned in for Hate Week and. Let's hopefully not hate ourselves at the end of it. Uh, Gentlemen, a resounding go green. And everyone, a purple heart for Alex Plum for bringing the energy in a robe. (laughs) Truly, and when he was raging, he had it buttoned up around his neck. I was clutching my pearls. It was truly a sight to behold. Uh, Gentlemen, go green. Go white. Go white. I don't like when you do that. (laughs) It feels offensive.